This program is intended for mature audiences only. Altitude adjustment may contain language, images, or other content that some may find offensive. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. Saturday, March the 19th. Man, this year is flying by. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All righty. March the 19th, 2022. I'm Leon Davis. You're listening to Altitude Adjustment along with Warren Harper, Jr. Uh, we're both juniors. Both juniors. Yeah. And you kind of you hung on to your junior just like I did. Why, why did you hang on to junior? Did you want to do you want to share that? Let me first say ask that question. Well, I thought it end of in I thought it individualized me because I'm not senior and there is a senior. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, I can I mean cuz it, it would be easy, you know, my father's passed. And so it, we it, it, the whole reason I used junior when I was younger was, uh, you know, people would go Leon and if they didn't go Leon junior, you'd have two Leons that would answer or they would have to go Leon senior. So you use junior to distinguish yourself from, I use junior to distinguish myself from my father. And then as I've gotten older, I don't know, I kind of, I kind of, I keep it as a respect to him because, because he was my guy. So I hear you. Yeah. So same here out of respect. And, you know, I don't know, I guess I've been called uh, junior, you know, Leon junior for so long. I, I guess I could live with it a few more years. <laughs> oh, about 80 years now. Or <laughs> Oh, you're a funny man. Got jokes. Do you? Oh, oh, jokes. Oh, sorry. 40. I'm, my, my, my bad. 40, not 80. <laughs> God jokes. Uh, so we were, we were talking uh, before we started, and uh, we were we were. I don't know if it was a conversation or is a bitch session, because we were what? having a, a, a airing our uh, displeasure with how uh, network how the internet is oh, yeah. presenting ads. Um, yeah. and, it's and it's 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 so intrusive. It's so absolutely intrusive. They're trying to make the internet not free anymore. <laughs> yeah, I guess because they, if they if they harass you enough with ads, then you'll pay for whatever it is, so mm-hmm. that you could just get rid of the ads. Which I think is sad because I think uh, I've did uh, we did a show on, um, you know that that companies small companies like like us you know we'd like to be able to advertise on you know other shows other so the the podcasting industry allowing everybody you know with the drop in price of uh, network equipment or I'm sorry video equipment and YouTube and places to post your video which which by the way um Competition has brought about more sites where you can post your uh, videos because they're competing to get the best people to come on their their platforms and bring their right. content. 
And that's a good thing. That shows how it's supposed to work. But anyway, you know, uh, so so advertising for the smaller companies would, you know, would allow uh, where the bigger companies have dominated the major networks and the major um, news platforms and the major entertainment platforms, you know, right. smaller companies can't afford that kind of stuff. And so being able to show ads uh, on smaller platforms is a good way for at least for them to get the word out, but they're ruining that by just jamming ads down your throat to make right. you pay so that you don't have to see ads. Yes. Yeah, it's one after another, after another, after another, you know, yeah. and, and the one that I was, that pisses me off to no end is the video is the first thing that they have a video with an article or something. And it's at the top of the page and you scroll down and I don't care what you do. You can't get away from the video cause it's going to drop down with you. And then you have to take an extra action to close the video so you can read the damn article. Right. And then they make the, the little the X to close the window. Tiny, tiny, tiny. <laughs> cause because I mean, they want you to actually click on it instead of close it. They're giving you that little bitty little, little X. Tiny and... X. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's it's... my complaint for today. Right, right. I, I'm with you, man. I mean, I was, I was on a music site searching for a particular artist. So the artist pops up. I see some stuff there. And to the right, and this is not a major known artist. Maybe that's why they playing that game it's got premium so in other words for me to listen to this not well-known artist i got to pay a premium fee to your service i, I don't get well, that's that. your that's your that's your favorite uh that's your fa one of your favorite whipping horses is uh it's all about the money yeah see it I used mean, to be they used to be they would they would throw you a bone they would let you listen to 30 seconds of it they'd listen you know you could preview the audience you could read the article or something now it's you know it's hits right. you for money everywhere you look and every which way you turn it's all yeah. about the dollars it's the benjamins yeah they'll give you the basic uh services and then if you want a little bit more premium you gotta pay <laughs> well, i mean to yeah I, okay so i understand I understand the frustration when you're trying to a lot of times because of what we do, we, we do a lot as uh, to uh, investigating. So we're not there necessarily just to sit and listen to the artist or to read the, to um, read the news. We're there to find stories, to back up our stories. And I understand yeah. they've done work and I would like to compensate them for it. I would, I was, you know, one of the things I wanted to do was, uh, for us to run ads, um, right. allow f for ads to be placed inside the podcast so that we can have the money to pay those sites. But when you're, you know, like we are, and you're operating on a shoestring budget and basically mm -hmm. you're footing everything, you can't pay for 15 sites cause they don't usually, um, 
when they're going for the money, they're going for a lot of it and big chunks of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I, I understand, you know, things from their perspective, they have to pay their bills too. Um, it's just, it becomes difficult. Um, and so, uh, that's another story altogether and I'll probably address yep. that another time. Right. Patreon. Well, that's I, okay. That's an option. <laughs> so it, no, we do have a PayPal account. If you want to support the podcast, um, you know, uh, if, if you'd like to run some ads, we go to the website. There's information there about how to, um, at run ads during uh, altitude adjustment. There's also information there about if you just want to contribute and help uh, us pay the bills. Cause you know, some of the research that we have to, to do takes a lot of time and we want to be able to give people an opportunity to make some money while we bring you the best information that we can possibly bring in and, and the thought that goes into all of this. So, right. Right. All righty. So today, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All righty. I, I was like, "Are we are we being hacked?" <laughs> okay. No, that's the vacuum. That's, yeah, that's okay. No problem. So uh, today's show is about um, the Crown Act. Um, you want to start from there? Talking about what the Crown Act is and and what you understand about it. Yeah, from from my understanding, women of color primarily are getting fed up with their jobs, corporations or people that they work for dictating to them uh, what their image should be, Uh, especially when it's in conflict with what they feel is natural for them. And it got to the point where some people got together and said, hey, you know, we need to fight this. So they put forth some legislation and it's called the Crown Act. As a matter of fact, the bill, I don't have the number for it. It just passed the House. Mm-hmm. You got that bill. Um, oh, I, I got it. H.R. 2116. And it passed. 235 to 189 along party lines, as usual. You know, fucking Republicans don't want to do a damn thing that helps us. So, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. that's where it is. Now it's got to go to the real deal, the Senate, I'm, I'm imagining. Mm-hmm. So we got to see what the. Uh, if they'll two, even bring uh, it up. If McConnell will even bring it up. Yeah, if, if they bring it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's a whole nother story, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was writing. Um, Mm -hmm. So, so in looking at this, I I looked at it from a couple of angles. So first there is the aspect of, you know, what, what does the employee command in the, in the dynamic of employee employer? Right. Mm-hmm. So, so first, um, you have a lot of, one of the problems that I think I saw is that you have, uh, organizations that are culturally not diverse okay. and with, and with that lack of diversity, they don't understand 
some of the cultural uh, significance of of grooming and hair. And then you try to you try to control that based on your own cultural norms and you're going to encounter a problem. So in other words, if you're not familiar with black hair, if you don't understand black hair and the black community, um, it's going to be difficult for you to legislate that in a way that's going to be comfortable for everybody. Okay. Does that make sense? I'm going to call BS on that. Okay. <laughs> and the reason why is that that's 2022. I mean, we've been in the workforce for a long time. And if the employers, if the job, if they don't know, they can ask. I mean, to just not to just dictate that what's acceptable based purely on the way they see things from their culture, I think is discriminatory. Well, of course it's discriminatory, but that's, but that's what they're accustomed to. They're accustomed to always being in command and always setting the rules and always setting what is, is acceptable and unacceptable. So in that case, it's not that they don't know is what they want, right? Well, it may be that, it, well, I, I think you have to include the fact that they don't know because they haven't tried to know. There's been, there's been no outreach or has been little outreach to communities that aren't like them to try to understand them or even integrate them. So, you know, if we look at integration of uh, cultures into the broader state of the United States, dark okay. skin and, and brown skin have, have been traditionally shut out of that. And there's been an attempt to deny them their culture, to deny them their background and their history. And so, right. and so when you have a pattern of that, I think people tend to believe they're in the right when they do those kinds of things, or they don't take into consideration that they are stepping on cultural um, um, behaviors. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah, like I said, I, I think in in 2022, that's a fairly poor excuse, but you're right. I agree that there are situations where people may be ignorant, but it's not that hard to have a conversation if you see something you don't like or you disagree with rather than just dictate you know, from the hips and without understanding or trying to be considerate. Okay. Um, so, so let me say this. Uh, companies for the longest time have had uh, um, dress codes. Okay. That's, that's nothing new. Mm -hmm. And, and, pe and people have always pushed back against dress codes. Long hair, your hair had to be above your collar if you mm -hmm. were a man. Uh, you know, those kinds of things. It had to be shortcut. It had to be well kept. It had to be neat. It had to be clean. 
you couldn't wear these particular items to work. Um, and your, your video's frozen. Hmm. You still with me? All right. So, yeah. So, uh, so that's not unusual. And, and people have always pushed back against dress codes, which is why dress codes became laxer and laxer. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. Is this your video, video frozen? All right. Don't know what's up with that. Uh, did you restart OBS? Uh, no, we'll restart it. All right. So, so becoming laxer and laxer. But so what is the, what is the, uh, how do companies manage? Are you going to be able to do the both? Uh, restart that and, and pay attention to me too? Yeah, yeah, but what about the uh, stream? Do I have to close that or just leave that open and restart it? No, you you should be able to restart OBS now. Okay, gotcha. All right, here we go. There you go. All righty. All righty. So, so where do companies... Where do we draw the line on what companies can and can't do to um, organize their work area, their workforce? Hmm. Well, that's a good question. That depends on what the goal is uh, as far as um, we're talking about dress and appearance, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think functionality on the job should be a main consideration, but you know, different industries are going to do different things. Jobs going to be different. Well, so part of certain- part of the dress code does have functionality and that's why they, they keep hair short because it doesn't get caught in machines. Okay. 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 Well, yeah. Uh, in, in a machine environment where there are machines I, I could see definitely see certain requirements that that may conflict with certain hairstyles and things like that yeah and i wouldn't if it was a safety issue i definitely wouldn't call that a cultural bias or discrimination mm-hmm. i agree i understand that so i, I guess i'm just saying so if if you uh, you have your own company you, you mm-hmm. do now you, you have your own company and you're told, okay, so like you and I are, we're not right now, we're, we're in a couple of ties. So obviously we like ties. We think that kind of dress is well represents our company. It well okay. represents us and our company. So, um, so we may implement in our company that your hair has to be short and you wear a tie. Okay. okay. You're going to run into the problem of the crown act. You're going to be in contravention to what, what they're trying to accomplish here in is that's autonomy from corporate rules or from met, uh, company rules regarding personal appearance. 
Sure. Okay. So, so how do then do you control the look and feel of your company when you are barred from controlling the look and feel of your company? Well, I think one of the key um, things in this situation is whether it's discriminatory. I agree. Go ahead. You mentioned hair. You mentioned hair length. Mm -hmm. If the length of the hair was applied equally to all um, parties, employees, Mm -hmm. regardless employees, regardless of culture, race, and ethnicity. I think it would be less likely to be uh, classified as discriminatory. And I, and I think if, if, if that had been the case, we wouldn't be here with today. If there had been some effort by corporations, by management mm-hmm. to understand cultures outside of themselves and what is acceptable in dealing with people's culture, we would, if there had been that sensitivity, we wouldn't be in this situation. Okay. Because yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't think that the Crown Act is, is basically a, we don't care what the company wants. It's more of a, the, the companies have been discriminating against us because mm-hmm. of our cultural differences. Right. And so, yeah. and so that I, I see, I, I, I understand that. And I think that that is true. Um, I've felt that. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I think we were talking the other day Did I mention the, the case where I actually heard a lady, she was talking on somebody's podcast. I believe it was a black female and she was explaining how they caught her up uh, with the, in her contract with a clause that said you may not after you're hired you may not change your appearance appearance to a certain way and i don't she didn't really give a lot of details and it sounded as though they were holding that to just blanketly say well we don't like that or that's not appropriate without going into details they just left it open. Sure. Change and I understand turn. that. So, 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 you know, I would consider myself as far as dress goes as conservative. Okay. I keep my hair short. I, you know, I don't wear a lot of, uh, flamboyant colors. Uh, I don't wear, you know, items that have my cheeks out. Um, uh, and I'm not talking about my facial cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so, so I would consider myself my my dress, a little, you know, and so, okay. and so if 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 I had an office staff, and somebody came in in flip flops and shorts, I'm not going to be happy, but that's a personal preference. I don't think it right. looks good. I don't think it right. it it shows my company in the in the light that I am, you know. I want it, want to show my company in, but. You know, who gets to control that? Right. Who gets to control 
who's running the ship, basically. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I got an I got a uh, scenario. Very good. I think you mentioned uh, hair length, and mm-hmm. I I think you uh, did you say a man's hair length or just hair length? Just hair length because because I, I you know black men's hairstyles have changed mm-hmm. from when I was you know in an office every day. So black men's hair has gotten longer. It has gotten it has changed in texture. Uh, yeah. I don't remember dreads or that many people were in dreads, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So, so I, so this argument is not just about women. It is about men and women. It is about, um, who gets to control what and how much control do they have? Yeah. Yeah. I think the the catch in all of this is whether it's control or discrimination, right? Because there's, I think there's a thin a thin line here, you know. Right. When when we when you you look at people that are different, are you really trying to enforce a particular standard, which I understand, or are you trying to block an image that you don't? care for even though it's socially acceptable in a broad sense but it's ethnically inappropriate or different put it like that right and and so i i I agree with you that there is a that there is a uh discrimination aspect to it or an ethnic uh, uh bias Mm -hmm. but there's also the company. So there's also a, a professional aspect to this. Sure. So sure. if you are a law firm and you want to put forth the idea that we are a conservative company, it doesn't, the, it doesn't help to have someone in flip-flops and hair down to their back that's purple yep. and and that might not be a an ethnic issue that may just be a conservative issue that just may be a an image issue sure 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 i think that particular uh, that particular example would wouldn't make it to court i mean they laughed that out you know so i think uh i, I understand your point you know, you have to um, have a standard, some sort of standard to uphold, you know, mm-hmm. some limits. So it gets it gets to be on a case by case basis. I think some cases are going to be just ridiculous. And then some cases are going to be, I think, thin lines, you know, where um, I think an employer could easily try to use some sort of standard to get rid of an employee that they didn't like throw something up that that was particular to them but mainly because they were different you know i agree go ahead yeah i didn't mean yeah i I think we just have to be look at it on a case-by-case basis because 
discrimination is really tricky. Well, okay, so there there are there are instances where a case by case basis is going to be um, called for. Yeah, but overall, okay, so because because the bill the bill is not about okay, so there has to be a there has to be a standard. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the standard is how much how much leeway are we giving companies? to uh, control their environments. We do know that they will, you know, that a company may, you you come in in a blue shirt, they fire you for a blue shirt. uh, And we know that really the reason they were firing you is because they didn't like you. You were loud or boisterous or whatever, and they just use that as an excuse. So those things do exist. We do understand that sometimes um, they're, actions are based on uh, biases, cultural biases. And and so we're trying to weed out that, those actions, weed out those actions that are cultural biases. And that's right. part of what the Crown Act is tr- attempting to do. But we also have to ask the question, if we do that, if we implement the Crown Act, or if we imp- do, implement any act that uh, carves out um, exceptions and exemptions, mm-hmm. how does that impact the people that, it, it, that have to deal with it? So how does it impact a company? If, if we pass an act that says um, you can't terminate someone based on, or you can't ha- interact with someone's hair, as a function of their employment. If the company can't interact with someone regarding their hair as a term of employment, whether it's you can't deny someone um, to be hired by your company because you didn't like their hair. You can't fire someone because you didn't like their hair. How does that impact the company environment. If I'm trying to have my company represent something in particular, Mm -hmm. is that acceptable? How do I do that? Are we hamstringing companies? Maybe we should eliminate any restrictions on hair, but what will happen if we do that? What happens? I think we have to look at the company, what the company actually wants. And in those situations where they have a specific image or standard in mind for the employees, I think it's something, if it's that important, I think it should be written somewhere in the guide in the bylaws or in, in stated so that it's well known and understood. Okay. 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 Does that, does that make sense? Well, okay. Here's, if it here's used against you or if it's the standard that they require, it should be expressed openly. Right. And so, and so you're looking at a specific case with a specific company. 
and I'm looking at, uh, in general, that we're passing a nationwide law mm-hmm. to govern this. And, and where that's going to become a problem is, is that um, if, if we try to legislate on an individual company, then we'll have to do it for all several thousand, several hundred thousand companies. And we'll have to have different rules for each company. So I'm trying to get at the rules that we have in place as a society that mm-hmm. all companies have to live with. Because there has to be a minimum floor, right? And a maximum yeah. ceiling, which gives companies an opportun- uh, a range of behaviors that they can work with to try to manage their corporate environment or their company environment. Right? Right. Okay. So do you think, are you asking that we that we have some sort of national standards for these situations? Uh, well, that's what, that's what the Crown Act is for, is having a national standard. Okay. That's, that's what is going, that's why it's in Congress. Or exactly. So, so that we have a national standard. Yeah. If we don't have a standard, then it's going to be case by case scenario. And, is that better? Uh, I don't know. I think that when you look at history, cases throughout history that deal with discrimination and prejudices and unfair policies and practices, it's been very difficult for society to make changes or make things fair mm-hmm. or equitable. It, it's it. We're in a situation where you have to fight tooth and nail just to get constitutional rights, practically. Okay. Would you agree? Well, you know, again, I don't want to. I want to keep it to hair. Okay. Um, not not because constitutional rights aren't important, mm-hmm. but as the topic goes, we're talking about hair and that aspect of it. And so, and so I want to explore more of that to make sure that we're flushing out all of the, the, as much about that topic as we can before moving on to a different topic. Is that fair? Sure. Sure. So I think that the big picture is that we're talking about image. We're talking about an employer, a company wanting employees to fit a certain standard Mm -hmm. so that everybody's happy or that the company is pleased. And I I think evidently there's a lot of problems with people that feel discriminated against. Now, are they justified? I can't say, but in order for them to raise up enough complaints and issues to write a bill to get it into the house and get it passed. I'm going to say there's, there's some good marriage there. Sure. I, I don't doubt that there were enough people who felt that their hair 
was improperly addressed by their companies based on ethnic reasons. Mm -hmm. I don't doubt that. What I'm trying to examine is, okay, so part of the podcast is about understanding the impact that people, politics, and profession and business has on each other. Okay. So, sure. so politics affects business and it affects people. People affect mm -hmm. politics and affects business and so forth. So I'm trying to examine how this particular, how hair, when you're using the crown act as a, a jumping off point, how mm -hmm. does legislating or um, the political arena is impacting business and people. Mm -hmm. Okay. So business has to function. Sure. Business feels you go into business. Um, we know that image can ruin a company or it can excel a company to greatness. Okay. So how does a, a company control its image if the company is hamstrung or is uh, legislation is passed that they can't control the image of their employees? Because if they can't, if, 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 if the company says, we want to be a conservative company, and so we want all of our hairstyles to be conservative, no, no dye jobs, no um, hair down to your back, no extensions, which is a cultural thing. And I'm not saying that, that uh, other cultures don't use them, but it may be more use, used in one culture than another. Mm -hmm. But how those things impact my ability as a company owner to control the image of my company, which is about part of the success or failure of my company. So that's what I'm trying to examine. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. And I can't answer how that control or lack of the control is going to affect one's company. Uh, I think that's the question that needs to be answered. Is it more about um, consequences and results from not having the control or is it strictly a matter of control? I think that's an issue that needs to be looked at. Okay. Okay. And so, and so I, I so some of the concerns that I have and some of the thoughts that I have, I, I, Concerns may not be necessarily the, the issue or the, or the proper term, but, you know, the thoughts that that I am running through my head is. In in years ago. They had dress codes, so you knew what the dress code was. Mm -hmm. And invariably someone would come in violating the dress code. Someone would come in 
um, dressed in something that clearly violated the dress code. Mm-hmm. After that would happen, things would would escalate to a problem where uh, the company now had more people trying to, well, um, Joe did it, Jane did it. They came in here in improper dress. And if, 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 if you don't punish them, why should you punish me? And if they're able to get away with that, why can't I get away with that? And so the corporate, so the, the environment of regard arounding dress codes started to change because companies didn't want to um, deny people individual creativity, mm-hmm. but they did want to control, they w- didn't want to control the environment so that work got done and that it wasn't a party all day, every day. And so this so as as we move forward, and I'm I'm trying to see how we've moved away from, and I, and I understand that there's some there needed to be more give and take. Companies made rules um, without consulting employees specifically in a lot of instances. Mm-hmm. So the employees pushed back; they didn't they wanted more input. But as more input happened. Now we have where where ties were a normal part of a corporate or company environment. Open collar shirts now are the thing. Okay. And why do you think that change happened? Because people push back against wearing a tie. Okay. Do you think it caused? great harm or anybody was hurt or to, wear a, to, change to wear a people. tie yeah from relaxing that host requirement or standard well it's not so much that it caused harm it changed how a company presents its image okay and, and do companies get to present a particular image by asking their employees to fit a certain type Okay. Well, I mean, so that- I'm asking you, do, do our companies, do, should they ha- be able to ask their employees to fit a certain type? That's pretty broad when you say certain type, because <laughs> I understand that. But the question is, what is the type? Sh- should they be able to do that? If a company says, we're only going to hire female executives with blonde hair, blue eyes, and wear a size seven or smaller. Is that okay? Okay, so you didn't answer the question, and you can't answer a question with a okay. question. No, I, I think I think uh, there needs to be some restraints on that. Right, and so that's what we're working through now is some restraints. But what you're saying, so what you're saying is, is that a company shouldn't control its image. It should not be allowed to control its image. It should be the employees who are controlling the image. Or do you see some hybrid of that? I I think I, oh, I, I'm definitely not saying that they shouldn't have control. I'm, I'm saying that there is a 
fine line between control and abuse or discrimination. Okay. When it comes to so 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 your idea is is that if they have specific criteria that they're asking their employees to fit, that that can be abusive. It could be very discriminatory. Okay. I think that could lead to abuse. Well, okay. And I agree, but, but should, should they be allowed to, uh, fight for that, that they want to control their image? I, image is broad. What, what, you know, if, what if, if a company says, I only want to hire white people because that's the image we want. All right. So we, no. we've, we've already conceded that, that there are, um, okay. So I'll do this. I am conceding okay. to you. Right. That, that some of those, it, the policies can be discriminatory. Okay. But they have to be discriminatory. If I want short hair in my company, that discriminates against people with long hair. Does it not? Yes. So if you say I can't limit short hair, then aren't you not allowing me to manage the image of my company? That is true. That's correct. Okay. And so, and so all I'm saying is that a company then should have some leeway in managing the image of their company. Yeah. And I, I thought I agreed to that point. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I thought I agreed to that. I, to be honest, most of the time when I present, I ask a question, you ask, ask another question. And so I'll be honest with you. I didn't hear you say that. Okay, I, I agree that they should have some control over their image. Right. And so the, the concern then is how much control should they have? Because we, we've settled that question. Yes. Yeah. So now it's how much control should they have? What what who then determines what is acceptable? Which would be the next step, right? Okay. So, so they would have to then work with the employees because the employees are the ones that have to live under that system. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So now that it's in Congress, we've taken it out of the hands of the employees and the employers, and we've put it into the hands of politicians. Okay. Yes. So, so do you think that that's going to be, that's been official way of handling it? I think that particular, uh, that particular situation is something that the litigants would have to answer because I am not a woman. Well, I said there I are men that, that are impacted by this too. I, I can't. Yeah, that's true. I think that um, the case, 
boils down and that was presented boils down to basically racial discrimination. And that's where the problem lies. Now, how it's going to work out, I don't know. Maybe it won't pass. If do, you it have does, the, do you have the text of the, of the legislation? The actual text. Yeah. I was looking for it earlier, but that problem we discussed kept coming up. And I'm like, you know, I got more ads than anything else. Okay. All right. Okay. Here's. Okay. I, I can read. Cert- yeah. I have some parts of, no, these are actually comments relating to the legislation. So, but you want the actual text. Right. Because, because if, no. if we're, so we're having a discussion. Yeah. I looked for the text. I mm-hmm. didn't find the text either. And it may just be, I did a poor job of searching. Okay. So I'll put it on myself. HR 2116, an act. I found the text. Okay. And it's actually probably maybe three page, two and a half pages, something like that. Okay. Small type. Okay. Um, I can give you... So in the first de- paragraph, it should, should at least dis- describe the purpose for the legislation. Yes. Short title. This act may be cited as the Creating a Respectful and Open World for Natural Hair Act of 2022 or the Crown Act of 2022. Findings. Sense of Congress. Purpose. Congress finds the following. Throughout the United States history, society has used in conjunction with skin color, hair texture, and hairstyle to classify individuals on the basis of race. Like one's skin color, one's hair serves as a basis of race and national origin discrimination. Racial and national origin discrimination can and do occur because of longstanding racial and national origin biases and stereotypes associated with hair texture and style. That's, and it goes on, there's about mm, 10, about eight more articles. Uh, So, so, so the, 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 the attempt here is to address, um, racial bias Mm-hmm. Through the uh, so so there's skin color, which yes. has been dealt with, and now hair hair your hair is being dealt with because um, because people are being discriminated against because their hair texture is different because their hair is different because how they um, um, do their hair how they they groom their hair mm-hmm. is different and the type of hair they actually have yes uh, understood and so so we we're dealing with so we dealt with race skin color we dealt with we're dealing with hair now and we're dealing with um names probably next because there's studies that show if you have a black sounding name you don't get a call back so eventually that's going to have to be dealt with. So we're dealing with racism in pieces. Yeah, basically. 
I, I think I think it would have been um, a shorter journey. Let me let me back up. Step back. Mm -hmm. So we've tried to deal with racism as a whole. You're not allowed to discriminate on the basis of race. Mm -hmm. So that didn't work because then they started using people that wanted to be racist, decided that they would use your name or your hair or yeah. where you lived, your zip code. There's mm -hmm. always finding some way to implement racism. Yeah, so it seems. Uh, I mean, it's there's case after case. All right. Go after that. So let's say that we have legislation passed based on this, the Crown Act, that says you can't discriminate against someone based on their hairstyle. I don't know what form that's going to take. I don't know. Again, I, I didn't read the whole bill. Maybe it has specific styles in mind, but because hair is such a, um, uh, something that can be done in so many different ways, I would mm -hmm. imagine it's going to be difficult to point out all of the different hairstyles that are protected by law. So, so as a company owner, if you don't like a particular hairstyle, you have no recourse. You will have no recourse. If they pass a law that protects a hairstyle that you don't like, mm -hmm. you then, because you, you can't not hire the person because of that. And I understand that it's going to be difficult to prove that that particular hairstyle is an issue for you, or it may not be mm -hmm. because you may have no employees in your hire that have a particular hairstyle. You've, you've allowed several other different hairstyles in, but you kept one hairstyle out or two. So then it becomes trying to prove that that your hairstyle is an issue. But hairstyle has always been an issue. That's because that's of race. Is that what you're saying? Not, not just because of race. Just because of hairstyle. Just because of hairstyles. Okay. Just because of hairstyles. I understand that there is a, a group of people that are suffering specifically because of their hairstyles. And that doesn't take away from the fact that hairstyles have been discriminated against in, in corporate America forever. I, I, what I'm trying to say is this is a difficult issue. It's not simple. Okay. It's yeah. not simple at all. I don't think it's simple. Someone else might boil it down to simple. I like the, I, I like I like to look at um, possibilities. I want to look at, you know, what is the impact of this? What can happen? What can go wrong? Because if you don't identify what can go wrong with something and you pass a law 
and then it goes wrong, it's now a law. Ah, I lose you. Hello. All right. So anyway, it's it's becomes a law. Once it becomes a law, um, ah, you made it back. I thought I was gonna have to do the last couple of minutes without you. You there? Alrighty, he's locked up. <laughs> so anyway, once once something becomes a law, if you haven't looked at all of the possibilities, or you haven't looked at a bunch of the possibilities, what happens is is that you have a law that's going to be ineffective. Now, I I understand that laws don't have to be perfect when they go in, that you can go back and modify the law, but I think what happens when you do that is People start tinkering with things and they break it so that the original intent of the law is lost. And that what happens is, is that everybody puts their, their fingerprint on it and it becomes a complete mess. And so I'm, I'm trying to at least start to examine some of the possibilities, some of the, the things that I think are important to examine before we, you know, go down too far down a road and we we come up with another broken law. I understand the intent, but, but we, I think it's important that we identify what we're trying to accomplish. And is this the best way to try to accomplish it? So with that, I am going to call it a day. I, I appreciate everybody. Uh, joining me this afternoon. Um, we're going to appreciate everybody joining me this afternoon. We'll be back next week. I want to thank you. Uh, um, and have a great week and keep safe. That concludes this episode of Altitude Adjustment. And thank you for listening. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube and Twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website, thelionsdenstl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion. The audio version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcasts, including Stitcher.com, the iTunes Store, and the Google Play Music Store, to name a few. Remember that the internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments. So please like, share, and comment on this and other episodes of Altitude Adjustment because it matters. And as always, look out for the other guy, because they may not be looking out for you.